Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey, podcast listeners. In today's episode, you're going to learn the claims and words you must avoid for compliance when running a health supplement promo. How important is getting down the voice of a client in your copy? Do you need to sound exactly like them? How to leverage sensitive news stories for your ads without risking a negative experience or backfire. Enjoy. All right, so we have next question from Justin Lucas. Justin says, hey, Stefan, any big red flags to avoid for compliance when running a blood sugar supplement promo? Just like claims, uh, phrases, etc." Sweet. Justin, how are you doing? Hey, Stefan, how's it going? What's up, Ben? It's going well. Um, yeah, so you run, are you running a promo right now? Are you writing one or what's the story there? Yeah, so I'm writing one right now. Like I, so I had got RMBC like a month ago and I finally got around to, you know, writing something and it's awesome. I was able to get through RMB within just a few days and then I'm going to write C like later. So like there are just like a few things I want to, you know, make sure I'm not too aggressive with it. Cause like I plan on starting off with email drops and like, you know, I just want to be safe. Like I don't want to say anything too crazy and then like, you know, end up in jail or something. (laughs) Yeah. Understandably. Um, and the short answer by the way is, and I know you're, you know, just kind of jokingly saying to end up in jail, but like realistically on health supplement stuff, like you're not going to go to jail unless you, if you're like, this like supplement cures cancer and like mm-hmm. it doesn't, I mean, honestly, even then you probably aren't going to end up in jail. You're a shitty person. Right. But like, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to end up in jail. Um, I guess if you had like poison in your supplements and a bunch of people die, uh, you know, then maybe, uh, but you also don't want to get, you know, slapped by the FTC or regulatory body and fined and banned from selling supplements in the future. And that's really, what the real fear is, right? It's like, it's, um, yeah. getting your name published on the internet and all that stuff. So within that context, uh, especially with blood sugar, which is a more regulated niche and you're trying to be kind of compliant, uh, you know, you know, the, the standard stuff applies. Like you're not curing, treating, reversing any, uh, conditions or diseases. Um, and you can't really make like implied disease claims either, which means mm-hmm. that you can't sort of say, well, for one thing, it can't be like, you know, hey, like cinnamon has been shown to lower blood sugar and, you know, reverse diabetes and this contains cinnamon, right? Because like, you just like, well, 
basically the intent. They look at the intent. Like, is your intent that you're trying to say that this cures, treats, reverses any disease with your, with your kind of uh, copy and what you're saying, what your claims are. Uh, so what you can do is really look at, and again, there's always a fine line when selling a health supplement because if we don't say it does anything, it's really hard to sell it, right? Right. Um, but obviously you can say stuff like, uh, like look, look into structure function claims if you haven't ever heard of those. So basically you can say that uh, something like supports like, you know, healthy functioning and it supports like the structure of an organ or something like that. So, you know, it can uh, support... Uh, support healthy blood sugar. It can help to support blood sugar levels and support normal blood sugar, things like that. Um, helps to support your, your pancreas, which is, you know, one of your insulin producing organs, you know, you can say stuff like that. No problem. Um, you know, you can talk about erratic blood, blood sugar within reason. Um, so that's thing we use in one of our blood sugar promos previously. And then we use it again in a new one, uh, but in the new one we did, it was funny. We just had, we have a new blood sugar promo coming out and we have like an FDA oh, slash nice. FTC attorney on, uh, like on retainer. And he was like, this is the most compliant blood sugar offer like I've ever seen. But I think the copy is wow. really good. Um, mm-hmm. But we talked about erratic blood sugar. Now he said we had erratic blood sugar like 50 times. And he was like, you got to tone it down. He was like, cause like even then, like if you're just saying it so much as like a substitute for like, you know, uh, you can't you can't put erratic blood sugar as like a substitute for diabetes, but you can be like you know people are worried about their erratic blood sugar, and this is helps to support healthy blood sugar. Um, you know stuff like that's fine because erratic blood sugar just means your blood sugar is all over the place. You can have mm. you can totally not have diabetes and still have erratic blood sugar, mm, or you know unpredictable sense. blood sugar things like that. Totally fine. Uh, but as soon as you're saying this is going to lower your blood sugar. Or, you know, if you have high blood sugar, take this to lower blood sugar. Uh, or this is going to help to fight diabetes, anything like that. Um, then then you're starting to, you're talking about disease. You're talking about diabetes, which is a disease. And if you're saying that, it's going to help, you know, address um, the disease. That's that's where you get into trouble. I see. Yeah, I definitely got a lot of stuff to clean up. Even though I was trying to play it safe, like some of those phrases, like, lean more towards, like, the uh, implying. So like, I definitely got to fix that up. Yeah. And, and there's a fine line. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, there's like so many, the, the reality is that for the most part, there's so many people out there who are bad actors and the agencies mm-hmm. that enforce this stuff only have kind of like very limited bandwidth. So they're typically not going to go after you unless you're one of the most egregious ones right. or you look like really big and they think they can get a lot of money from you. Um, but that being said, if you can not, if you can kind of cover your ass anyway and just like, you know, minimize the risk of that happening and you can still sell, then you might as well do that because it just helps you to sleep a lot better at night. Because what happens is people go more aggressive with their claims and they're like, I'll fix it later. Then suddenly they're uh-huh. doing two million a month, three million a month, four yep. million a month. <laughs> Money's coming in, they're blinded by the revenue, they're making profit. And then they're like afraid to try and change anything because the money will go away but then they're having trouble sleeping because they're envisioning like the feds kicking down their door and taking them off to jail. You know, that doesn't actually happen. Um, but, uh, so it's better to just sort of come out the gate with something that's cleaner and more compliant. Uh, and then that Mm -hmm. way you can just sort of, yeah, you're more relaxed and you can scale without having panic attacks. I gotcha. And and like, if, 
you don't mind me asking, like, uh, do I need to get like a FTC lawyer like right away, or should I like wait until like I get more scale? I mean, I think you're okay waiting until you get some scale. Like, okay. there's no like if you know what I mean. Like, honestly, you launch it, and even if you do like a couple hundred thousand dollars in your first month, let's say, um, in revenue, like you would just have to get really like really, 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 really unlucky to like get into trouble. And then even then, if you, you know, get a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue, hire a lawyer and change it. And you got like a letter from a regulatory body that was like, Hey, you made these claims and you could just respond and say, I did. But then I hired a lawyer, realized that I wasn't in compliance and changed it because I want to follow the rules. Then they're probably going to leave you alone anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. The people they go after are the people who have crazy claims and then don't change it. And then just keep, you know, keep doing that. So um, I think, uh, yeah. So I think, I think you're fine. I don't think you need to hire an attorney until once you're live and getting data, but then I would do it once you're, once you're starting mm-hmm. to get some scale, I would do it just to clean things up and make sure, um, you know, you cover your, your ass. Awesome. Thank you. That, that cleared up a lot of stuff for me and I feel a lot better now. So thanks, Stefan. Cool. Yeah. My pleasure. And, um, <clears throat> one quick thing, uh, for compliance, uh, from what I've heard and from experience is, just in general, especially on Facebook too, mm-hmm. uh, they they don't want you becoming like a superhuman, like you know, like fixing your stuff, basically. But if you can talk about how this product or this service or this whatever it is helps support regular functions, then you're better. Because it's uh, not about saying, oh, like it's going to cure diabetes, right? But I say it's going to help support. Uh, you know, healthy blood sugar levels because then, so, so imagine like there's like, there's bad, there's great. And then there's like homeostasis, which is like normal. They're here right now. Facebook doesn't want them going here. They want baseline. If that makes gotcha. sense. Thank you. Oh I mean, yeah. And Ed, I'm definitely going to hit you up like once my offer is ready. So for sure. Sounds good. Thank you. Sweet. Next question from as Jazz asks, how important is getting down the voice of a client in your copy when you're using RNBC to write the letter in less than a week? What's up, Jazz? It's good to, it's definitely good to talk to you again. Yeah, yeah. you as well. So, yeah, you write, you write letters so quickly. So how do you get down the voice of your client? Yeah, ideally, if the client is somebody who has like, you know, videos on YouTube or... Uh, you know, who writes regularly or whatever it is. I mean, I think if you spend a couple hours reading or writing or talking with them, then, you know, you generally have a pretty good, uh, good feel for it. I mean, that's, that's really the biggest thing I think is just sort of like looking at their style and how they talk and their colloquialisms and things. And then, um, you know, bringing that. And then I think, yeah, you don't have to be perfect again. I know the only time that I ran into like a perfection issue was with uh, Tony Horton the P90X guy. Cause like he, like I interviewed him a couple of times. We did this stuff. I wrote a draft and he'd be like, I, I just, I'd have said something like, um, uh, what would be an example? Like I felt like my head was going to explode. And then he'd be like, I wouldn't say it that way. I'd say like, I felt like my head really hurt. And I was like, okay, Tony, like, I don't know. <laughs> like at one point I literally, I told him, I'm like, Tony, like I understand dude. I was like, but honestly, short of you and I being like best friends for the last 20 years and spending you know, every like time together every week, I'm like never going to be able to write exactly in the way that you think. Like, I think this is a pretty good approximation based on 
watching interviews with you and talking with you and recording conversations. And, um, but he was like really the only person who ever really was a challenge for that. Uh, but generally I think if you're just sort of, um, yeah, if you just sort of like do whatever you can to familiarize yourself with them, spend like a few hours doing it. And I think usually that's good enough. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense then. Cool, thanks. Sweet, awesome. And Gulam Noah, I didn't write the P90 ads. I just did some stuff for him and, and the company recently. But yeah, happy to help, Jazz. Okay, we have a question from Josh Knox. So Josh asks, the first question, can ads be too topical? What's up, Josh? Hey, how you doing? Boy, I waited a long time. <laughs> We got you in, bro. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, um, so my question is this, and I honestly I want to be really sensitive about it because it, it because it is a sensitive topic in today's news. Um, and it's this. So you know I serve small businesses, and so I had the I had the thought the other day of of a headline or a a topic of small business matters. Mm. Um, And so I, I wondered, and I hope it's not offensive to anybody. I really do. I I just wondered if that is too topical, like, can you go that far with your copy? And instead of getting that response that you're looking for, that emotional response, it's a good emotional response. Can you get a bad emotional response? Yeah, I think and my, my philosophy is I don't think, you know, I think asking questions is always um, like, you know, we're, we're fucked as a society if we can't ask questions and then consider them. So, you know, I think th- thinking about that as an idea and, and talking about it is um, totally reasonable. My my guess, my gut, I don't have a scientific answer, but my gut is not, you shouldn't do it. Um, I just think that while I understand the rationale behind it and I also understand um, I also think that there's a, a segment of people who would really be like pumped and like it. I think it just opens too much of a can of worms. And I think that it would too, too many people would be concerned that, you know, you're taking attention away from black lives matter, um, or what's going on. And so I think it would too much of a risk of, of backfiring, um, and, and creating like a negative experience. So I just think it's one of those cases where, yeah, I don't know if it's like too topical, but it's it's probably just not worth the risk, even if it might cut through the noise, you know? Yeah, and that's why I asked the question because uh, from my perspective, right, what's going on is an important conversation that has to happen. But what's also going on is millions of small business owners are suffering as well, right? So that was where the thought originated. Sure. That was the genesis of it. But I... I had the same sort of gut reaction that you just had. I was like, okay, I get where my brain's going with it logically, but my gut says it's probably not over the top. I don't think that's the right word. It's just probably not the right time. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, you can speak to the fact that these businesses are struggling and, but I think anything that that's going to then draw comparisons to, you know, the racial inequities and, and, and injustices that are happening and, that's going to invite people to say, are you comparing and contrasting? Are you saying, you know, not to pay attention to the fact that, you know, black lives matter or that, you know, there's police brutality or whatever. Right. I think just as soon as you open that can of worms and people, you know, see that, 
um, you know, fair or not, right? Because you're, you're not trying to say like, of course, when you saying, you know, the small businesses matter and stuff, you're not trying to say that black lives don't matter. Um, but, you know, that being the case, I, th- I think the way that it'll come across and for too many people, uh, it's just, yeah, my perspective is just not, um, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Understood. I think if you did something about like, 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 so you can be topical, you can be very topical, but it's how you do it. So saying stuff like all businesses matter, that's, I think that's definitely going to land you in hot water. But for something like protect your business in these uncertain times, that's fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I've thought about that as well. And that <laughs> it's funny because I was actually just on a marketing uh, call with a um, company that we service. And they, the guy that was giving the marketing presentation played I don't know, a dozen clips, which, which just said exactly what you said, Ed, is, which is in these troubling times. And so that is the noise now. Everybody yeah. is saying, and I get what you're saying, Ed, I'm, I'm not coming at it, but everybody is saying the same thing. In these mm-hmm. troubling times, small business, da, da, da. so anyways. Yeah. No, I get it. I think, yeah, you, I, I think finding a way to cut through the clutter is good. But again, I just, I just would, uh, I think it would backlash, it would yeah. backfire. Yeah, agreed. Okay, cool. Thanks for the thanks for the response. Appreciate it. Of course, of course, man. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, It is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.